All the games I used to play in my younger wilder days, the game of clubs and tees. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Turn Golf Podcast. I'm Andrew Putters. I'm here with my buddy, Joe Nicely. Uh, this is, like I said, this is the turn powered by rotoballer.com. But first, let's talk about a few things. We're live on Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. Um, if you uh, see what you like, comment below. Uh, share with friends. We're also going to be on YouTube, Rumble, and everywhere that you can listen to audio podcasts. Uh, once again, uh, if you see up here right above my head, right there, there's an icon there, uh, Kids Play Free. Uh, it is a, a Tennessee golf initiative where we can uh, get anybody under the age 18 to play golf for free in our state. So I'm Andrew Putters, Joe Nicely. Let's talk about last week and the coming week and the weeks to come. This is the turn powered by rotoballer.com. Joe Nicely, lead sports editor over at rotoballer.com. Joe, talk about what they got going on in uh, – we got uh, NBA in full swing, MLB getting ready to kick off. We got golf getting ready to get into major season. Um, we're looking at everything. We got NFL draft coming up. Cam Sutton signed with the Detroit Lions today. Uh, I'm pretty fired up. So, Joe Nicely, what does rotoballer.com got going on for us? Yeah, man, we got we got anything you need over there. Uh, we know a lot of you folks watching are uh, interested in PGA, which we definitely have you covered. Got three different tiers of uh, PGA premium options over there. You can uh, access my stuff, Spencer Aguiar stuff, uh, Byron Lindeque's stuff, the Monomaniac. So, I uh, definitely encourage you to check all our pga content out you can use promo code turn get a discount on that um you can also use that turn disc sports you want um as you mentioned we got nba going full swing uh season long and dfs coverage over there uh we also got baseball starting up we got some of the best uh fancy baseball riders um in, in the industry andrew um guys like eric cross nick mariano john anderson so uh just some guys that are really at the top of the mlb industry um, so you can check us out for that. And as you mentioned, got the NFL draft coming up. We got March Madness coverage. So you name it, we got it over at Rotoballer. Sign up for any of our premium stuff. Use promo code TURN, and that'll save you a little bit of money and help us out as well. So I hope you guys will check Rotoballer.com out this week. That's right. Rotoballer.com, best place in the world for your daily fantasy needs. Once again, use that promo code TURN you see right in front of my face right now. Let's talk golf now, Joe. Um, last week, uh, Scott Scheffler, Scotty Scheffler, uh, took another one and just bent the field over. Uh, played well. Um, had things go his way. Um, you know, we... Lots being talked about the, the new fields and the new tournaments coming down the future, and they want to see more like the one two and the one two three go at it. And uh, I mean, I think anybody, and and I know we're we're, we're kind of stacking it up. Scotty, Rom, Rory, Rom, Scotty, Rory. Is it Rory? Who's number one two three? But in reality, unless we're if one of those three is clicking on all all cylinders it's going to be hard to beat any of them on a given on any given week and it seems to be that scotty scheffler uh seems to have been able to find that uh all those pieces together uh more often than not so scotty scheffler uh lackluster finish of the players 
And what I mean by that is dominated the field and uh, um, not really entertaining to watch because it was so dominant, right, Joe? A lot like the Masters a year ago, honestly. And the players is actually pretty famous for uh, either being very, very intense final rounds or blowouts. So what do you think about this weekend? I didn't watch much of it just because of the blowout and, and didn't have, really have anything going because my – my one thing I had going this weekend pretty much wrapped up uh, Friday when I had Russell Knox over Martin Laird, and it was a, a crawl to the finish, as they say. I was once down by seven and won that match. So uh, uh, Russell Knox taking down Martin Laird in a retirement fight is what it seemed like. It was like it was almost like a uh, a, a Paul uh, one of the Paul brothers in a boxing match against somebody that doesn't even box. That's what it felt it like. A, so that was uh, a, this week. Loser leaves town match, AP. Loser should a <laughs> loser should have to retire from the PGA Tour. Uh, yeah, it's pretty bad. I mean, congrats on taking that down. I didn't have much going um, myself either. I just feel always feel kind of snake bit in this event, COVID, but uh, I didn't have a lot going. Uh, great win by Scotty Scheffler, um, as you mentioned, man. He. When he's playing really well, it's almost boring golf to watch. Um, you know, he's just that good. That's not a knock on him. It's more of a compliment than anything. Um, the guy's just so fundamentally sound, does things so well that uh, he can make, make golf kind of boring to watch, and that's that's what he did. He just kind of cruised past the competition over the weeds out there. A uh, fun day to watch. Sunday, as you mentioned, not so much just because Scotty was in control. Um, cool seeing Minwoo Lee up there. I think that's a guy that, that's a really talented player we want to see more of. Maybe not a lot of U.S. fans are familiar with him, um, but but I think he's a player that we'll be seeing a lot of. Won the U.S. Am, um, won the Scottish Open a couple of years ago. So it's a he's kind of a player that's been coming, but spends most of his time. I'm over but to probably get familiar with but not many more takeaways man just a great win for scotty he just con continues building kind of a you know he's on a hall of fame trajectory right now ap there's really no other way of saying it the guy um has six wins in the last year a little over a year um, and two of those are the masters and the players so um you know if he kind of stays on this on this course on this uh trajectory that he's on he's you know going to do great things and i'm really ahead of him so it's it's exciting to see what scotty Scheffler will be able to do in the future i agree um yeah golf course looked like it was in great shape and i mean it'd been a great tournament right i mean if scotty Scheffler did play in this field and the winner was at you know eight to twelve under and the wind blowing firm greens um it would have been a great finish i think uh, now one thing i would like to say do you think there are any hidden intentions behind calling that on uh, Friday, or was I, I wasn't watching? I just saw the banter on Twitter. Like, are they trying to, you know, some of these guys help them out by playing softer conditions on Saturday morning? Uh, because it was pretty evident if you played or completed most of your second round before they blew that whistle, you're uh, at a huge disadvantage. We can agree on that, right? So. I don't, I don't know. I, I wasn't watching or wasn't really paying attention because I had a lot going on uh, here at the house. But what's your thoughts on that? Do you think there was any hidden agenda there? 
And I'm sorry, you're kind of cutting in and out on me, AP. I didn't, I didn't catch all that. I know you're kind of hinting at the uh, well, somebody that, hidden agenda. Yeah, hidden agenda about the um, the Friday calling the Friday round early. Uh, I mean, there was some banter a little bit on Twitter. I I really didn't dive into those woods. I just knew that if you already completed most of your round or completed already all of your round on Friday, then you kind of were at a huge disadvantage. Yeah, I mean, I don't think. There's any hidden agenda on it problem on the PGA Tour is pace of play. And when you got a, a difficult golf course like TPC Sawgrass and you got so many players in the field, um, it's just very difficult to get that get those guys around. Um when when you know the tour the officials are very reluctant to enforce pace of play rules. Um, so I, you know, I don't necessarily think there's a hidden agenda there. I do, do think the guys that went on really were at an advantage quite a bit. And we also, you know, maybe with daylight savings time kicking in now, this won't be such an issue. Um, but it's definitely something that they've struggled with lately. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know that there's any rhyme or reason to it as far as that goes, but it's a, it's a problem as far as getting 36 holes in, in two days. Yeah. So, uh, let's just move on. Let's move on from this. Uh, Scotty Scheffler dominant fashion wins, uh, oh, it's like fifth tournament. If lost count at this point, just dominant fashion. Once again, though, uh, he does have the goods. It seems like mentally got a great short game, 10 hole outs already this year. Did you hear that? I heard that on the thing, 10 hole outs this year already. Scotty Scheffler. I think he made, made it 11 on Sunday. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he chipped one in Sunday, yesterday. That's when I quit watching. Um, let's move on. Valspar Championship at Innsbruck Golf, uh, a resort and golf club, Pearl Harbor or Palm Harbor, Florida, the Copperhead Course. Um, Valspar has been around since 2000. Started out as the Tampa Bay Classic. Uh, it's actually strange enough. Uh, it's fell in, unluckily. It's been canceled twice throughout uh, its playing. Uh, it was canceled in 2001 after September 11th tax and also uh, the COVID year 2020. They did not play this event um, based on where it was. Um, so this tournament's known uh, Snake Pit, I think, is the, the big, the big uh, um, trying area in this tournament. Uh, par 71, 7,340 yards. It was designed 1971, um, by Larry Packard, uh, has never been remodeled, which that's pretty wild. If you think about it, um, yeah, we got some POA greens, um, with some rye overseed throughout the rest of the golf course. Uh, but don't let that fool you. It is going to be some POA overseed. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Um, but don't let that fool you. Uh, scores are not going to be super, super low here, right? I think seems like the score here rise right in the right, barely in the double digits. You're looking at 12 to eight, 12 to, you know, 12 under 14 under maybe. Uh, and if, if it gets firm and fast, anything can happen. Um, do you have anything about the course you want to talk about before we get into the slate? 
Um, not really, man. It's it's one of the tougher courses we'll see on the schedule, as you mentioned. AP, I think over the last five years, average winning scores like thirteen under par. Um, so you know it's it's a pretty tough track. Um, certainly in the top ten, kind of the regular tour events. When we're not talking about majors. Uh, top ten toughest course on tour. Um, kind of a tough spot on the schedule. You know, coming after the players and before the match play, but the field's pretty. Um, five par threes, which I think's uh, noteworthy. Um, not something we see a lot of. Par seventy one's kind of a kind of a unique uh, layout. So you know, a little bit extra weight to the par threes this week. Um, definitely want to look at total driving. The rough here's tough. If you miss the fairway, um, approach play as always is important. Um, you know, guys that can scramble. Saw Kevin Nall in here a couple years, a few years ago, um, and guys. that are good on Bermuda. So that's that's about it. Yeah. Um, is this the track? Is, it, is this where JT kicked the guy out or was that the Honda? Can't remember. Anyway, that is important. But, uh, I, yeah, I mean, I, I like tough golf courses. I think you do too. I mean, that's what makes it yeah. more fun is when we see these low double-digit scores, you know, 6 to 12, 14 under is always fun for us to watch the viewer because – I mean, guy goes out there and shoots 600 on Sunday. He's going to go for, he can go from 50th to third, you know, and uh, we like seeing that. That's the kind of stuff we like to see here in DFS world and really fandom world too. So 10K and above, let's jump right into it. Fitzpatrick, Sam Burns, back-to-back champions coming into this week. Jordan Spieth and JT. Um, are we paying up all the way to get to JT? Are we going to, we're going to settle on the, uh, the Burns guy who is a uh, back-to-back champion. However, um has played pretty terrible as of late up until um last week joe uh in this year's schedule um i was looking at jordan stuff here last time he played here 18 missed the cut this um so this was the term i remember this now this is davis riley uh, had like that what one two shot league on the last day playing or playing with JT one of the either Saturday or Sunday last year did not play well, but then maybe bounced back on Sunday uh, or vice versa. So um, up top here, Joe, what are we looking at? I think he started leaking a little bit oil on Sunday down the stretch last year, um, or maybe the front nine on Sunday, but bounced back, got in a playoff. Yeah. He and Burns, uh, which Burns won with a kind of a chip in putt from off the fringe. Um, but yeah, Riley was right in the thick of things last year. Yeah, I remember. I remember that because somebody was texting me about Riley and because he played with JT, I think, on Saturday and ended up shooting. I think yeah, played well on Saturday, got in trouble on the front nine. You're right, and then made a comeback. Uh, makes a lot of sense for him this week, though. But we're not on that. We're on this uh, 10K and above. Fitzpatrick, Sam Burns, Spieth, JT. Are we paying up for any of those guys? Um, I think you have to consider it, man. Um, just, just because, you know, the field kind of runs out so quickly. I mean, JT's always in play for me. Killed me last week, AP. Um, you and I talked, I had a ton of JT exposure, so it didn't, didn't go well. I think he had a T60 last week. So he sat directly to the putter, um, lost over four strokes putting last week at the players. Um, actually was in the top 25 and strokes gained T to green and strokes gained approach. 
um, in the player's field to fight the spot finishing T60. So I think you can go back to JT. Um, I mean, I think he's playing this this tournament for a reason. He's skipping the match play next week. So, you know, I don't think he would be here if he didn't think he had a really good chance to win this tournament. Um, I think he really likes this layout. Uh, we just got to get the pay here for me up here. Um, despite kind of the bad result last week, Sam Burns is obviously a beast at this golf course, but you mentioned uh, just how volatile he's been kind of this year. Had a couple of strong finishes out west, um, and then a couple of really bad outings um, kind of sandwiched in between. Bounced back last week at the players to play play solid. Um, but but he's a course horse. We know he's really good on Bermuda. I mean, they don't call him Bermuda Burns for nothing. Um, in addition to the two wins, he's got Got a T30 and a, um, you do have to feel about what we saw last week. Jordan Spieth's been playing well. We know that. I think he's a different player than when he missed the cut here in 2018, um, especially from T to green. Um, and Matt Fitzpatrick had a T5 here last year. We know he plays really difficult golf course as well. So um, a lot to lock at 10K and above. Uh, I'm a JT homer. Even though it was a bad week last week, I'll, I'll stay there. Uh, got a good feeling about him this week again. Yeah, I like it. Um, and honestly, I can't really say I like any of these guys more than the other. However, I kind of like them all a little bit. Um, and I'm, I'm going to say that going forward here to the 9K range. So, also, really, you know, I'm pretty anti-Keegan. So, let's take him out of this equa uh, equation. But everybody else in the 9K range, Davis Riley, Brian Harmon, Adam Hadwin, uh, Denny McCarthy, Justin Rose, Tommy Fleetwood. I like all those guys as well, Joe. This is going to be a uh, – I think we can, uh, you know – afford to uh, maybe slide in several guys in this area if we can make the math work. Um, I haven't looked at the lower end of the slate to say that, but, you know, I, I mean, Fitzpatrick Riley makes a lot of sense. Burns Riley makes a lot of sense. Uh, Adam had one, uh, Fitzpatrick, Adam had one, uh, Justin Sue, uh, Davis Riley, Adam Hamlin. All that kind of makes sense for me. So 9K yeah. now, range, Joe, where are you at on that? Um, I mean, are you – is Riley's ownership going to be just massive this week, even though he's coming off the miscut last week? Yeah, man, I'm so disappointed to see him at this price point. I was hoping – I was hoping he'd be around the 8K price point. So the, it's pretty disappointing to see, to see him come in at 9. Um, we've been kind of spoiled and we got used to rostering him, you know, in the six Ks the last couple of weeks in these deep fields. Um, even though he missed the cut last week, you know, he played really well the first round. Um, so it's kind of disappointing to see him at nine. Okay. Um, Tommy Fleetwood, man, you just wonder if he's ever going to get it done on the PGA tour. Had a great Saturday last weekend at the players and then a terrible Sunday which is kind of what we see from Tommy um, spotty weekends playing well, one of the, one of the weekend days and not the other. Um, we kind of know how the story goes, but, but that being said, you know, you feel like he's a guy that can, can make you a cut this week, probably, probably knock you out of top 25 um, with the way he's playing. And Justin Rose, he played well last week. Um, Keegan missed cut at the players. I give almost no weight to that. Um, we know how Keegan is. We know how TPC Sawgrass is. So if you like Keegan, uh, who had a runner up here a couple of years ago, 
go ahead and pull the trigger. Don't worry about the miscut last week. Um, but we always know what we're getting with Keegan, uh, which makes it tough for me to pull the trigger at a $9,400 price tag. Um, Lock Denny coming off his best uh, ball striking week of the year last week. Um, that agree. So he's got a T9 on his resume, uh, made the cut in all three of his Valspar starts in his career, and had one same thing. Really good form last week, played well. Um, former winner at the Valspar. So there's really a lot to lock in the 9Ks, AP. Um, I don't know that I have a favorite, honestly, but I, I could see myself having exposure to uh, several of these guys. I agree, Joe. Um, now, diving down in the 8K range, um, first of all, how do we say S-U-H? I've heard it pronounced 17 different ways on the broadcast. Joe, Justin give me Sutt. your expertise. Oh, it's it's Sutt, Sutt. to the best of my knowledge. Yeah, it was Sue, and then it was So, and now it's Suh. <laughs> Suh. Justin Suh. Suh. Yeah. I've heard it pronounced several ways on the broadcast. Just double-checking that before we go further. Uh, 8K range, Joe, uh, Cage Lee, JT Poston. Uh, I mean, the names Suh and Griffin – in the 8K range, have played far and beyond better than everyone else. Are we? I mean, is Maverick McNeely still injured? Wyndham Clock, can he put four holes together? Gary Woodland, can he make a two footer? Um, where are you at on this 8K range? I could see blowing by all these guys except uh, and Griffin just because of uh, maybe the last six weeks. And man, Ben Griffin just continues just to pump out yeah. good rounds of golf. Good tournament. So, climbing in world golf rankings. So, where are we at in this AK? Yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a lot of impressive uh, recent form in this group, AP. As you mentioned, Justin, uh, T5 at the Honda, T24 at the Arnold Palmer, and a T6 last week. Um, that's big boy feels on big boy golf courses. Um, so, he's kind of turned into what we thought he was going to be coming out of college. Um, you know, Struggled a little bit out of the gate, um, but but he was a guy that we thought was going to be, you know, uh, in that more Kawa Hovland. And while we didn't see it initially, we're seeing it now. So he's got big-time game. I think you can look at him. Wyndham Clark is playing well, playing some of his best golf, uh, especially with his irons. Um, really good recent results. Um, Brandon Wu's a player that I like, another guy that was kind of kind of hurt by covid uh, the timing of him coming out of Stanford, um, he's playing really well. He's got a T33 on his resume here, so I think you can look at him. And you mentioned Ben Griffin. Um, another guy that's talented. Young guys in, in this group, uh, AP, uh, Justin Suh, Wyndham Clark, Brandon Wu, and Ben Griffin. You could also give Taylor more a look. Um, so there's a lot to lock in the 8K range this week. So seven K Joe, um, the value, the value area. Um, I mean, if we're going on history, Stuart Sink, Matthew Neesmith, they're going to stick out, but they have not had very good years. 2023 so far. Um, other names in the seven K range that I would be okay with just from namesake alone, you got to like, um, I mean, Johnny Vegas, um, Higo has put together a pretty good stretch of golf here. 
hasn't been able to put you know the cold package together same thing with will gordon are we finally getting to see the will gordon that we thought we were gonna have who knows um and there's lots there's some young talent here in this 7k range uh lingmurth who broke my heart uh at the arnold palmer all of a sudden decided he wanted to play golf last weekend um i think i was a week early on him um so 7k range joe just hit a few for me yeah um just a lot of what jumps out to me this week in the 7k's ap's just the young talent um you you hit on it i think there's a lot of kind of up-and-comers here Um, at the same time, I'm always willing to kind of lean talent. Uh, Ludwig Aberg is a guy that had a top 25 at the Arnold Palmer. He's an amateur um, that's playing in this field at 7,700, but that's a name that you need to know going forward. Um, we've circled a couple of those guys this year. He's another one. Um, you know, kind of in the same breath, uh, Akshay Batia turning, uh, getting a full-time PGA Tour card this year, battled injuries last year, coming off a runner-up in Puerto Rico. Um, he's a really talented young kid. You mentioned Will Gordon, who we like. Uh, ben Martin's a player that I was on last week. Kind of slumped a little bit over the weekend, but still made the cut at the players. Um, I like his price in this field. Pearson Cootie is a guy that I, I talked about extensively a couple weeks ago. We, we saw him pop at the Honda. Um, the final result there wasn't great, but um, – and he played really well at the Arnold Palmer as well, had a T14. So I think he's a kid with just a ton of talent that could, you know, very reasonably win in a tournament of this type. Very interested in. We like Eric Smalley, Alex Smalley a lot. Um, always like playing him. And then you mentioned David Lingmurth. I know you've been on him a little bit this year, AP, and had a T10 at the Honda, a T6 last week at the Players. Um, very impressive. I mean, basically locked his card up. Uh, with with those two two outings, um, made the cut in all four of his career Valspar starts. Um, so I like David Lingmurth this week, kind of as a salary saver. I'm jumping on him with you. Um, and then Ben Taylor talk about some. So I, I'm just all about the young guys this week in this seven K range. It feels like for me. Yeah, I mean Lingmurth has always been a guy that I'm, I'm always going to go to a guy that can hit fairways and greens and fairways and greens, and he's that guy. We just hope he don't start missing fairways. If we start missing fairways, we start missing greens, we ain't making pars with that putting stroke. Uh, so, uh, But he's also the guy that could hit it, what, inside of four feet, like ten straight holes. We've seen that before. Uh, but, yeah, broke my heart at the Arnold Palmer, shooting like 77, 78 on the weekend. Absolutely crushed all my dreams and hopes. Uh, moving on to the 6K range, Joe, um, after we kind of drop up to this top, you know, the high sixes, we have a lot more of what seems to be uh, veterans up here, uh, not as much young talent. I am probably looking again maybe for that Russell Knox, Martin Laird uh, cage fight here, maybe maybe a volume two on that. Uh, but uh, 6K range, is there anybody that sticks out? Like, Because uh, you follow these young guns a lot closer than I do. Um, and I'm just not, uh, yeah, there's, seeing. there's, uh, there's not a lot there this week, man. They've, they've got a lot of the younger yeah, guys, a lot of the younger guys priced up in the seven case this week.
Yeah, I'm I'm thinking maybe, you know, Smutherland finished 25th last year, however, uh, has not had great form this year. Uh, Matias Schwab down here at 6,600. Um, you know, he's a balls or a, 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 a fairways and greens kind of player. That's somebody we might want to look at. Um, not a lot to love down here in the 6K range for me, Joe. Yeah, there's there's really not, man. Um, whereas in the last few weeks, you know, like at the players and at the API, obviously we had super deep fields. So there was a lot of lot of Ross, uh, and I was willing to do that. Won't be so eager to do that this week. Um, just not a ton down here, man. Um, you mentioned Austin Smotherman. That's a guy I had circled as well, AP. Um, I know Byron, our, our buddy Byron from Roto Baller, he likes to play Augusto, Augusto Nunez. Um, he's a young guy that he's big on. I know he rosters him a lot, so you might want to circle him. Uh, we talked about Brandon Wu. I think you can also give Dylan Wu a look. They're at 6,800. He's a young up, up and comer. You know, probably one of the kind of craziest weeks of his career. Um, last week at Sawgrass, um, you know, when he's driving the ball well, um, he's a guy that can score. So you might want to give Chad Ramey a look, maybe try to ride that momentum this week. Um, right there at the 7K benchmark. Um, Luke Donald, when we start talking about veterans, um, his course history is great, AP. Um, played really well in this course. It's it's short enough that he's able to handle it. Um, he's a Ryder Cup captain. Um, so, so those guys play a lot of events, kind of building up to the Ryder Cup. Um, so if you're looking for a made cut, you're, you're shopping for a salary saver, you can I – I don't know how much upside there is with Luke Donald, but you could maybe give him a look um, if you're trying to squeeze out a made cut down below 7K. Yeah, so, Joe, are we going we gonna to be diving deep into the six to find your uh, dart play of the week? Are we just going to stay up here and we have to move on up the ladder a little bit to find that this week? Who's your dart play? Lot. A lot of darts coming out of the sixes lately, and I, and I feel like they've went really well. Um, had a high hit rate lately, but I, I just don't think I can go down there this week, man. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hang out in the sevens. I think for my dart, I'll uh, I'll just throw out Pearson Cootie again, just because, man, I, I just think he's a really talented kid. Um, and I, in this salary scale where there's not a ton of value, um, I, I like him as a salary saver this week at seventy four. I'm gonna go to another Bammer here since Bammer's since uh, going vet again. Younger this well, Bammers have had success here. I'm going with another Bammer in the 7200 scal- uh, salary range, and that's uh, Trey Mullinex. Had a pretty decent year, uh, really, up until I mean, did not play great last week, but he's had a pretty good year so far. Great, uh, great player, uh, and uh, up and comer Trey Mullinex from the University of Alabama. Uh, this week as my dart play. I'm, I think his ownership's going to be really low too, Joe. Really, 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 really low. So Trey Mullinex, my dart play of the week. I'm kind of with you though. I, I think um, JT puts it together and wins this week. JT is my where I th- it's where my heart's at. I know it's real easy to pick the top of the guy at the price pool, but JT is where my heart's at this week. What about you, Joe? So we're going. We're going all Alabama for. Uh... For AP, right? Crimson Tide. Uh, that's pretty strong, ain't it? Yeah, they've it been pretty killed. strong. They've, um, been, they've been killing it lately. You hear me? Yeah, I hear you, buddy. Buddy. 
killing the man. Um, but I'll just I'll just ride my homeboy Davis Riley, another Alabama boy. <laughs> so we'll we'll stick with the uh, Alabama theme. I'll go Davis Riley as my heart play. AP. There you go. He has it. Riley, JT, Mullinex, and who? Who was your dart? Cootie. Cootie, the guy you he's been he's been your dart play like three times. We hey, is man. that legal? Look at look yep. at those results. Look at those <laughs> results. Like they they won't price them up. All right, everybody, uh, you have listened to the Term Golf Podcast. He's Joe Nicely. I'm Andrew Putters. Uh, if you find yourself on rotoballer.com, want that premium package, uh, which we recommend highly, use the promo code TURN, save you a little money. Like I said, this is the Term Golf Podcast brought to you by rotoballer.com. We'll talk to you next week. Already here, three in the lake. It's going to try.